makes the difference in guilt and shame. Bad things occur, you blame yourself. The actions don't correlate. My therapist, take your time. Only permanent thing is change. I'm ready to face the facts. Breathe on me, please relax. I'm ready to face the facts. Breathe on me, please relax. I don't wanna hold back, so I'll cry in my Good. We're uh, here at the NAS podcast. You guys are my first guests back from being in New York. Welcome uh, back. Yeah, it was a great experience. And uh, so, Cameron, you've been on the podcast before. I have. Um, this is the first time uh, visually, so they get to see your pretty face. No, this is exciting. Hello. Um, Hello. Yes, this is King Youngblood. Um, it's it's four out of there's how many members are there's like four members right there's three of us right now we're currently yeah. looking for a bass player oh so someone left I think the last time you guys had uh oh mm -hmm. <laughs> you leave your recommendations <laughs> in the comments for bass players Please. Yeah. Yeah. and yeah, uh no uh oh we're it's like it's all good yeah and we've had your daddy on totally yeah, yeah. pop pop Papa Phil Papa Phil <laughs> Mr Peterson so this is this is Chet. Nice to meet you. Um, he just had uh, wisdom teeth surgery. It's true. So puffy right now. Mm -hmm. Very nice. <laughs> and uh, Alex. Hello. And uh, what, what what instrument do you play, Alex? I play drums. Awesome. So we got a drummer, and I don't even know what instrument you play, Chet. I play electric cello. Oh, just like my pops. Very <laughs> nice. Did he did he teach you? He did. Yeah. yeah wow. Yeah. I mean, I grew out of him after a while as my teacher, but okay. You know, it's hard to listen to your dad all the time. But... Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Very but, true. Yeah, in the beginning, it was him. And uh, yeah, Cameron. Hey, man. It's good to see you again, bro. Yeah, I haven't seen you since the day after my birthday. I know, man. Yeah. How do you feel? You're you're glowing up, man. Yeah, I'm trying. You're drinking your water. Your skin routine's working. <laughs> yeah. Hair looking nice. <laughs> you all exfoliated. I see you. Yeah, well, I, I try. Okay. I try. All and right. You guys just dropped a new album. Is this your? So would this be considered your sophomore album or? This is really our debut album. Okay. Because yeah. the the other one was was basically under our our old name, and this is really the first foray into things. So we're 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 announcing it and talking about it like this is our debut album got it this is the first king youngblood album but the other album was king youngblood too or no well it was gypsy temple oh right 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 right, right. it was like you know and then after when we did the name because it's funny enough that album was called king youngblood that's where i get mixed up we were right? like you know what this this represents us a lot better and then we changed our name hell yeah convenient to make the transition you know? it worked it did <laughs> yeah. work it did work and then a few months ago you guys were on like a retreat is this where you wrote the album like during the retreat no actually um but we wrote half of the next album oh which I, yeah, I'm you're just... spoiling some stuff right <laughs> that's fine man that's what we're here to do um you know uh we wrote i don't know for lack of a better word we've just been calling it big thank too but we don't even know what we're gonna call <laughs> it some yet. bangers some but bangers we wrote already half of that album uh at the writing retreat and everything like that. It was it was awesome. It was our first time all getting a chance to really be in the room and, and mm. make something from scratch together. So it was it was powerful. For know? real. And we was super efficient. It was like the workflow that took place in that house was mm -hmm. like it was it was different than anything else I've ever done. Yeah. You know? We hold like we hold a song a day. It's yeah. crazy. We hold up in uh Oak Harbor and like literally we brought all of our own because all of us engineer too, which mm. is the very useful mm -hmm. thing. Um, but we brought all of our own gear, like literally set up drums in the living room in front of the fireplace and just set up in a circle with mics and all of that mm. and um, just went to town and man, like it was like 
It was really cool. I'm there's like like we wrote some some hits, but there's two songs on there that I'm I'm like I didn't even know this was in us type shit. Hell know? yeah. So I'm 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 I've been psyched about Big Thank, but I'm already psyched about what's yeah. next too. So you guys are like officially a, a family now then. Yeah, totally. There yeah, we yeah. go. We've done all the We've done all the things, you know? Yeah. So. And then Chet, you're still you're still not even twenty one yet though, are you? Ah, that's a secret, bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, you making a spa <laughs> hot, bro. Yeah, I'm, just, making uh, a spot. Yeah, I'm, I'm DJ Vlad this, now. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just turned twenty actually, May seventh. And so wait, how long have you been part of the band now? It's I think it's almost been a year now. Mm-hmm. Maybe Wow. Maybe a little over you? I don't know. Yeah, because your first yeah. show was um, the Seattle, Seattle World, World Tour. Tour. Yeah. Okay. Because um, we did um, an in-studio with them over at uh, Ruby Room. Okay. And that was like mid-pandemic. Man, it doesn't feel like a year. It feels like a couple months. It's such <laughs> a fucking black hole with yeah. how time has been running through. But yeah. yeah. About a year now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're you're basically becoming a man with the with the band then, you know? Totally, like yeah, you're no longer a teenager. It's a fun journey, you know? Um I get to go out to these cool venues and stuff, and sometimes people think I'm a little older than I am, which kind of helps. Yeah, but, uh, it's just cool getting to do all this like fun stuff that my peers are really just like, you know, just breaking into. When mm-hmm. I look at like what all my peers are doing, they're kind of just breaking into the scene, and I've had the opportunity to just jump headfirst, yeah. which is super nice. You know? Hell yeah, super grateful for that too. And you got facial hair before me, man. I know, man. <laughs> I was gonna shave it off before I came, but damn. <laughs> so. Your dad being a musician, did that help you yeah. get into the music industry oh, at all? Or? Yeah. I mean, ever since I was little, I kind of knew that I wanted to do music. Mm-hmm. It was never really a question. And sometimes I've had doubts and stuff, you know, because it's hard to make a living as a musician. Everybody but does. Of course, yeah. But at in the end of the day, it's always like, I know I'm. this is what I'm here to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Because I just get the most joy out of making music compared to anything else that I can do. So mm-hmm. um, I always kind of knew that it was my, like, role to fill is to be a musician but um you know being in king youngblood has really like given me a lot of opportunities to go down different routes with it because you know i can sit at my computer and make hip-hop beats all day but yeah it's hard to go on stage and like just play a beat for people you know what i mean it's like mm. i actually get to be on stage and play my instrument you know i've played in symphonies for so long but hell yeah it's a different feeling playing with an orchestra on stage than playing with a rock band. Yeah. It's, like, it's such a big difference. It's exhilarating. So Hell yeah. It's like, yeah. I don't know. I've always known what I wanted to do and Phil's helped me like because mm-hmm. I've worked at a studio a shit ton. So. Isn't that wild though? You call your dad Phil. Is that like... Is that I like, made sense yeah. to me. I'll put, yeah. I'll put it... I'll, I'll, I'll pitch for there you. There you go. Okay, I'll pitch for you. Um, it makes sense because when you work with somebody on a business level... Okay. Yeah. Like... If you and I were siblings, yeah, I wouldn't be like, oh yeah, brother. <laughs> I'd be like, hey yo, Blake, like, can we yeah. can we lock this up? You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? Um, and so like, I I get it. Okay. I would I would almost okay. be more weirded out because then it feels a little bit too much like family. You know what Ugh. I mean? It's a little too, yeah. It's a I'm little messy. Like, all of you guys have worked with my dad before, yeah. So like, I've worked with your dad. Mm. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Is this something I don't know? <laughs> What's going on right now with you? Let's move on. Uh, but um, yeah, but when I'm talking with other people that know my dad, yeah. it's like if I say my dad, I feel like people are gonna forget that that's Phil. You know? What Got I mean? it. Yeah. So, and it also there's a weird thing about it, just like it, it for some reason like pulls away from the authenticity of your guys' does. working relationship. It does. Which isn't right. true because they're both they're, they're fucking. In I mean, it. I'm fortunate for sure to have a dad. And, you know, I was born into the situation, but yeah. Yeah. at the same time, I still like. I wish I had a dad. Yeah, I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, bro, out the cuts. 
Am I right, you got Cam? Back from New York. <laughs> you come back from New York <laughs> and you're like, you're like, I'm about to ruin this guy's entire life. Incredible. Uh, I didn't know we were doing therapy today. This is good, man. Yeah. This is good. Good, it's good to, this is a safe place yeah, for you man. to talk things out. <laughs> but man, I mean, I'm just still stuck on the New York. Like New York, man, you like it's everything's just go, go, I go. And there's there's no filter whatsoever. So now yeah. like I don't know if I had a filter before, but I feel like just I don't even want a filter now. Yeah. Like I fucking basically saw like a rat and a pigeon fight like pigeons are so fucking yeah. massive there and like the rats awesome. are huge and then like my first experience so like I, I fly into JFK airport right and I think it's I could be completely wrong but I'm pretty sure their airport is closer to New York City versus SeaTac is to Seattle I think so. but yeah. because of the traffic it takes way longer mm. right and then, like, you have to bus or... Well, also, it's in a whole other borough. Yeah. Like, especially if you're going to New York City proper, like Manhattan. Yeah, yeah we're in Ma- I was in Manhattan. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, I get a I get a cab, and my first experience just in New York, it's this cab guy's, like, weaving in and out of traffic, like, running through, like, uh, stop signs and crosswalks and almost hitting people, and mm-hmm. people are just walking, not giving a fuck, right? Yeah. It's just, it like... It's just, it's normal. Like he's like almost hitting f- entire families, and no one's not even the toddlers are flinching. Everyone, yeah. yeah. they know what is, they know what's up, they know what's going on. And that was my first experience. And then I was like, oh, I just, that was your first time in New York, was yeah, this? Oh, wow. yeah, okay. yeah. So I'm just, I'm just back with this. Like I don't give a fuck. And but there's not even like I feel like I guess some people would consider New Yorkers to be like rude and mean, but it's mm. more like. They're just busy and they don't they really just don't give a fuck what you're Man, <laughs> I think it's I think it's even more than that. I love New York. Yeah. I've been there a couple of times, but I love New York specifically off of in New York, they're not nice, hmm. but they're kind. Okay. They will be absolutely honest and direct with you and then might bust your fucking balls, but they will make sure you ate that day if you haven't. Yeah. And that's something that's always resonated with me a lot more. It's just like being direct, being everything out on the open rather than trying to, you know, navigate a lot of like high context communication. It's like, yeah. I love New York for that because you go there and what you see is what you get. Yeah. But right. I, I was disappointed. I didn't hear a single, I'm walking here. And I was really Jeez. expecting that. Come on, man. <laughs> hey, I'm walking, I'm walking here. here. Get my coffee. <laughs> And I actually didn't get pizza the entire time. I didn't get any pizza. Did which, you get uh, any gold? Did you go to Golden Crust? I, no. You didn't get any Jamaican food. Either? I got pastrami. Cats. Well, I was just okay. about to ask, bro. Right, right. You better have gotten. Did that. you go to Cats? Yeah, I went to okay. Cats. Okay, yeah. tight. We're, we're, you get a pass. Yeah. You can come back now. I went to Cats. Uh, I went to some places. I stayed up until like five a.m. Proud of you. And I usually go to sleep. I go to. Yeah, but you know how you you want to know time. You want to know how you stay youthful. You go to sleep. I go to sleep at like nine or eight. Really? Yeah. Uh, Damn, that's, <laughs> I cannot imagine. Yeah, I, I was up last night till four. And so that, doing just working. Yeah, we got shit to do, man. Yeah. We got a new album out. But you need sleep, right? I don't know. I mean, I mean do you? I don't know. I'll put it this way: I went to bed at four, and I woke up at eleven thirty. Yeah, see, that's not worth it. That's not worth it to me. That's fine. You gotta. I rather like go to sleep at eight and wake up at like six. Well, also, I feel like I get the Mark Wahlberg. What the fuck is going on over (laughs) there, bro? I I feel that though. No, that's that's yeah. Are you a morning person? I am definitely. I woke up at five a.m. this morning. What? Whoa, that's true. He does. He does. I I, I am. I am. We are. You see, me and me and Alex, we have soul bond now. (laughs) We are. Damn, man. Me and Chet just gonna have to sit <laughs> now, take a nap, catch it up with y'all. For real. See you guys damn. later. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like I'm the most creative one in the morning too. Like where what about I'll start with Alex actually. When when do you feel like you're the most creative? <sighs> the most creative. 
probably when I'm like doing something that inspires me, you know, probably like listening to like one of my favorite bands or like, you know, yeah, watching my favorite drummers on YouTube that inspires me to like, oh, you know, maybe I can come up with this pattern off of, you know, what they did on this song. So, you know, I mean, definitely for me, um, creativity comes from like inspiration, just like, you know, from like my, my favorite influences. Does yeah, the time so, of day yeah. matter though? Time of day. <laughs> You know, like I can't get not, anything not done. Not super late at night. No, yeah. you guys know that usually. Like, if we have like a show that's like at 10 p.m. and like oh, we get no. we get done at like 10 30, 11, I'm I get kind of cranky. So. I think <laughs> I think, I think um, that's cute because you don't even get cranky. You just you take a nap. You just clock <laughs> out. Out sleep, bro. You're like cool. Let me know when we're back to the to the spot. I'm a no, I'm a cruise. Knock out real quick. Um, but it was very interesting because I think the writing retreat actually mm. was the latest we've been able to keep you up without it being specifically just a show. Oh yeah. And even sure. then you were still like, I'm gonna see you guys in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> We'd be getting up and like, you know, like she's already up, bro. Ch Chet and yeah. I are roll, like slowly trying to crawl out and of bed. I, and I already took a walk out on the beach. Like, yeah, like, yeah. You guys want to see some photos from the beach I took? Like, I just oh, took a little God, walk. Bro. Like I can't see the sunlight for another five hours. I did my taxes. <laughs> you know, I, I I filed my my LLC. Like I'm, mm. I'm good morning, guys. Put his life together before we even got up. Bro. Yeah. Like, Chet and I are like, what year is it? <laughs> Getting it all out. And I don't even drink coffee, so it's... You don't drink coffee? Me neither. No, no. Neither of you get... What? Oh, messes on my stomach, bro. Oh. It's like I just can't handle it. We just got IBS vibes. Yeah. I'm not, <laughs> I just get I'm, IBS I'm vibes. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not drinking oh coffee because I'm, I'm like, you know what? I, I want to I wanna do this on my own. It's an agency thing. That's so funny. Dude, so the last time I had you on, mm -hmm. you were probably one of the last audio podcasts. You, you were. Like, you're the last... Like, I did Zoom yeah, stuff. Yeah, that was at the Bellevue like, spot. That was, yeah, that was at when I was uh, ninety two point five. Shout out Gary. Shout out Gary. <laughs> Shout out we love you, Gary. Gary. And I think you were still in school. Are you in school still? No, or? I graduated autumn twenty twenty. It was okay. actually. It's very cute that you say this. Um, I, I remember things. Right? I graduated in the pandemic. My last two quarters at UW were mm -hmm. while like the first hits of the pandemic and everything. So it was like when everybody had to switch to online. Mm -hmm. uh, and when they sent me my diploma, they didn't even give me no goddamn like. Hey, you did this in COVID. Like, we're so glad. We're sorry. We can't give you a like a like a pomp and circumstance. But like, here's your diploma. Be proud of yourself. You did it. And the world is in a whole different. You know, it's yeah. the first time this ever yeah. happened. Nah, they just gave me the damn thing. And the day after, I got a call from the alumni association, being like, "Hey, do you want to donate?" Uh, like, but, I see what this is. But but on June twelfth, they're doing yeah. an actual like, "Hey, Good. we didn't hook you up properly, so we're gonna." Come on back. We're going to do the real thing. I bought my cap and gown and everything. I'm ready oh, really? for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. I'm thinking I want to put um, the album cover on the cap. Ooh. Figure out how to like print it. Either okay. that or just do the King Youngblood logo. But like, I'm oh, stoked, wow. man. It, 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 it felt real being like, yeah, I'm going to get purple. I'm going a, I'm to a look. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this is my size. I'm this tall. I'm going to look so good in that thing. I earned it. Hell yeah. Wait, so how many, how many years of school did you do before you were even... Like before COVID, was it? Uh, two well, or technically, three? technically. Oh, you did all. Technically, all of them, because it was only the last two quarters. Oh. See, this is why I didn't study math at all, because I'm not even good <laughs> with time right now. <laughs> um, but no, because um, I I only got into the major. I studied communications. Mm -hmm. I only got into the major in my junior year because it was super competitive. Right, right. Um, but once I did, it was like everything started making a lot more sense because I could actually take the classes I wanted to. Mm -hmm. And it's also high key been 
incredibly useful with the band because now it's like I feel like I have so much more uh I have so many more tools under my belt and like how to make sure that I'm I'm understanding people properly, communicating with people properly and that really feeds into the music I think too of just like that authenticity and that directness mm-hmm. I love about New York. But yeah, like, I'm walking here. All of that <laughs> all of that really seeped into not just what I learned at school, but also I think in like what I can bring to writing sessions and that's also I think low key something that really came up on the album. Like there's a song called God I Am Exhausted on it. Mm-hmm. And before learning all the shit I did in school, it was like, oh, we gotta be metaphorical. We gotta da 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 like and there's a place for that always. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's dead ass uh, a lyric on that that's um uh where I just say, Now I'm scared of Subarus. Mm-hmm. It doesn't rhyme. You're it on the bus go with anything. I remember just, it. You know You're on the bus and you saw the stickers on the yeah, car. Exactly, see, right? I pay attention, okay. man. My man's, my man's <laughs> there we go. ready for the genius video. I see you. I mean, sometimes it's like you want to have all those metaphors so people can really think about your song, but sometimes mm-hmm. I put on a song and I don't want to think about shit. I just yeah. want to hear it, bro. I want to hear Subaru. I want to hear yeah. what you have to say. Exactly. I just want to hear Herbie Hancock, you know what I mean? Just, yeah. I just oh, found man. that song. So like I'm now Really? Yeah. I had oh, never man. even heard who he was before. You're going to have to come over and we're going to have to put on a lot of records. You got some homework work to do and we gonna help you with that yeah like i don't even do people sample that herbie is that i don't even Uh, i don't even know do people sample that blake man yes herbie is one of the most sampled artists of all time absolutely wow like um what is it chameleon man or is it just chameleon i forget the name of it i don't know the name i can see the album i can hear it in my head you know what i'm saying (laughs) um that and like weather report um trying to think who else oh isley brothers obviously right right there's a lot of classics especially oh shaka khan yeah there's so many people that sample shaka and Mm. it's like super awesome to see because she's just she's a monster she's so good anyway you got homework to do yeah i'm gonna test you on it next time i see you yeah i I love music i love music i I hope hope so yeah so why why the title big big thank Mm. there's no you in it there's just no big thank you it's just Mm -mm. big thank big thank um a lot of this album was written when, um, you know, we were in school where house shows was like a really big thing that we were doing. Mm. And, um, you know, when you're when you're when you're a youth. Yeah. There's a lot of like fluidity in language where you're just talking and it's like you might not make any fucking sense. Like oh. we do this all the time when we're in the tour van of just like, all right, I guess we're just going to understand each other and not actually know what we're saying. Just complete gibberish. Mm. Um, but one of the things that came up pretty often um, before we even wrote the title track um, was like anytime somebody would be like, you're welcome, we'd say big thank in response. Mm. It's like not just thank you or like, oh, you got it. But like here's this very weird, awkward statement that also complete, Unique, you know, it also yeah. it's, just, it's just like the biggest gratitude you can give. Um, and so that ended up becoming a song that really represented the kind of shows that we wanted to throw especially in the house show scene around UW, go dogs. Um, but yeah, and then that just kind of fostered into looking at what songs like people really received, what songs we felt really good playing at those shows and things like that. Mm-hmm. And also paralleling that with reflecting on like all the different life lessons that you pick up through college, all, all, all of those things that go into not just reflecting on how you've grown, but also being thankful for the shitty parts too. Right. Yeah. Because those like, I say this all the time, but adventures require conflict. And it's the only way that you know you've made any growth is by knowing what you've been through. Mm-hmm. I think so. it represents the attitude of us, like yeah. as a band currently. Definitely. You know? It's like very apologetic, but also very like, hey man, go drink some water. Yeah. 
Drink and some also, water. Like, thank you for listening too. It's like yeah, you know, in the name of it, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and are either of you guys in school, Alex or? Uh, uh, no, not not recently. <laughs> Rock stars, baby. We don't yeah, do that yeah. shit no more. Three time college dropout. I got Ooh, my let's um, go. associates of business through Running Start. So very nice. That's all I got. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and are you, you guys are all originally from Seattle, right? Yeah. Yep. Even Alex. Yep. Born yeah. and raised. There we go. Mm-hmm. Wait, how how old are you, Alex? You're I'm like twenty five. Okay. Yeah. And so it's, it goes like descending order. I know. Kind actually, low key, when Lix joined the band, it was the first time. Um, no, excuse me. When Chet joined the band, it was the first time I wasn't the youngest in the band before. Wow. I was like, yeah. yay, I'm a Yo. middle guy, middle sibling. It's the best. That's craziness. So mm-hmm. what are your guys' goals with this album? Is it is it is this going to be like an album that you're trying to push out to the masses? Or is this something where you're just trying to staple your name here in Seattle? Or what are your goals? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think you're always trying to do that whenever you put out a project. I think what's important for us, especially considering this is our debut album. Yeah is it's letting everybody basically putting everybody on blast that hey yo we're here Mm. and you know this is essentially we're using it as our big introduction to who king youngblood is and it's yeah it's definitely aimed to be more nationally Mm. you know recognized because we are going on a a tour following up after the release in Mm -hmm. like about august called the big thank tour we Mm -hmm. haven't really announced anything yet for it because we're still locking down dates but uh Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just centered around we're playing all the songs off the album down, going down to California, probably make a loop back up. We got a couple know, shows so. in New York, too. Yeah, oh, exactly. shit. But we're focusing on a national level because I feel like Seattle, a lot of people know who we are and we're getting a lot of love locally, which we appreciate so much. Always. Mm-hmm. you know. But we feel like there's always room to grow and I think nationally is the next step for us. Yeah. So, yeah. Especially because in a lot of the times, like, um, like we played... Oh, I just realized I'm wearing a shirt. Tree Fort. Um, shout out Tree Fort. Uh, we played fun. Tree Fort, um, uh, the most recent Tree Fort, and it was our first time playing in in Boise. Mm-hmm. And Great just sound. any, honestly, yeah. at just any time we've gotten a chance to play outside of Seattle, it's been people's first time hearing about us. And just like it's 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 very powerful being able to take these songs on this album and have these moments of connecting with people that have never heard us before. Right. And clocking in and showing us the same love that, you know, the city we were born and raised in has showed us from the jump. So we're trying yeah, to. We're so grateful to like go to other places and feel the love. It's it's so crazy. Yeah. Because, you know, I've lived here my whole life. And so I know people and they come to our show and it's like, thanks for supporting us. I've also been friends with you for like 10 years. So yeah. of course you support me. Right. But when you go to Boise or something and you play a show and nobody knows you and they all fuck with your shit. It's like, it's a completely different feeling. Especially because it's like, like. The we have a song called "Cried in My Cadillac." I love that one. "Cried in My Cadillac." Yeah, 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 yeah. you already know. Um, yeah, I'm and, a fan. And on that song, <laughs> uh, I love you, brother. Yeah, and on that real. song, um, we actually sampled audio. Herbie Hancock. No, we did not <laughs> sample Herbie. That would be crazy. Next well, time, if we can get that cleared, maybe. <laughs> um, but we sampled um, audio from actually this house show venue called the Nook, which is my favorite mm. house show venue. I love the Nook. Mm. Um, uh, where it was like just on somebody's phone, but we sampled it of the audio of them singing the hook back to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was very powerful because, you know, even when we have played in new places, there are folks in the audience that have heard through these songs before, have like mm-hmm. done the research on us. And it's a huge honor of being somewhere and meeting somebody for the first time if they've already put that attention into it's learning crazy. who you are, not just musically, but who you are as a person, too. It's it's powerful. And I definitely think for, for us with King Youngblood, our sights are set on 
having that same support and that same welcoming energy, right. not just in the city we were born and raised, but everywhere we go with this music. It feels like a lot of uh, bands get kind of stuck in Seattle. What are you? What are your guys' goals and mission to make sure you don't get stuck? I want to hear what you have to say on this one. Ah, uh, our mission: just put out some, get on the road as much as we can. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you think artists in Seattle don't do that? Like, I feel like there's a lot of bands that do tour, but they mm -hmm. still get just stuck somehow. I think, there's, I, think yeah. I think it all comes down to like what the focus is, because mm -hmm. I think first of all, it's like whatever your goals are with your music is valid. There are folks that want to tour and don't really want to record, right. and that's valid. There are mm -hmm. people that only want to record and don't want to tour. That's valid. There are people that want to be staple foods in Seattle and nowhere else, and that's valid too. There are people that have no focus on you know growing any type of following or anything like that in Seattle um, and focusing entirely on outside of the town. That's cool too. Yeah, I think um, when it comes to a lot of folks and – what they do with their art and their career, it's entirely up to them. Yeah. I think for, for us, it's, we want to be here, but we want to be here representing here everywhere we go. Totally. Like the end goal, end goal, like mm -hmm. I'm just going to speak for myself here for a second. My biggest goal with King Youngblood, the thing that wakes me up in the morning every day is seeing more black and brown people coming to our shows. It's because my ultimate end goal, when I can say that we've done it, is we're selling out Safeco Field or doing any type of stadium tour, but we're selling out Safeco Field and all of the people on the bill opening for us are black, brown, disabled, trans, queer, anything. Anybody that has been marginalized out of rock music specifically, hmm. I want to see them at the same tables with us. And I want us to 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 be the people that are reminding folks like, nah, this genre especially is for us mm. that's that's what wakes me up every morning being like all right i'm gonna be up till 4 a.m today working on the cd art but it's gonna look fire and it's gonna represent who we are because when we do have those people that come to the shows and everything like that you feel your purpose you feel it happening exactly. and doing that on the biggest scale possible that's 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 what we do i feel like seattle has so much diversity that it's such a good place to market on a national level like that. Yeah. So it's like my personal goal before I ever joined the band was, you know, to help the music industry in Seattle too. It's mm -hmm. just because I feel like there's so much talent here that just goes unrecognized on a national level. Yeah. And people are so focused on LA, but there's so much garbage down there. It's just so plastic. Yeah. You know, but I feel like, and I, I know this is a common goal shared by the band too, is that if we can like, somehow build seattle up in a way to be like la and represent the diversity that we have here in the city yeah um i don't know i think that would just be a really beautiful thing yeah yeah because there's 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 enough for everybody to eat definitely yeah you know? i just think it needs i think it needs a community versus like I'm, yeah. I'm still seeing people that were leaders in seattle starting to like kind of fall off now yeah you know what i mean like yeah. and give up and that, that's wild to see and maybe it's because they don't feel like they're really attached to a community that's like, a big part of it and also just like sustainable practices man yeah of just like it's very real getting burnt out yeah but, oh, yeah you know it's why you got to make sure you do the check-ins especially with people on your team of just being like hey you good like mm -hmm. no business no nothing you good alex you good, good. you good blake yeah good <laughs> all right beautiful we're all good everybody good we good we good, we good. big thank <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
So you you guys are having two album release shows. You just had one, and you're about to have another one. Yeah. So we kind of already had two, though. So you're about to have three. Technically, okay. Yeah. This is this is cute. Um. So we played the Spanish ballroom in Tacoma. Yeah. Um, and we treated that essentially like our Tacoma album release party. Mm-hmm. And then we had the actual Oh, album. actually, I have another question before we- Shoot, <laughs> back, go for it, back, back on the um, having more black people show up to your shows. Mm. I was thinking- I like where you're going with this. <laughs> I like where you're going with this, please. Do, do you feel that black people already listen to rock music? or And they're maybe closeted about it? Or they just aren't, aren't listening to it in general? I think the beautiful thing about the modern- era is that people aren't closeted they're just more comfortable being dialed into what they like okay because i'm living proof that black people listen to rock music yeah um and that it's not that uncommon i think what the uncommon thing is is just the the accessibility to find a community within that because hmm. i don't think people are closeted i think that's the wrong word for it right. but i think that people are are still navigating how to find their people with it, still navigating how to feel seen with it. But, you know, Instagram, TikTok has been incredible for that because, you know, obviously if there's anything the internet has been very powerful on is being able to create community even without like a geographical kind of f- format for it. And there's so many communities that are already white dominated too. It's like, yeah. it's, it's hard to establish your own thing. Too, Especially in, in, in rock music that has such a history of gentrification, yeah. such a history of being whitewashed and... And so I, I I definitely know that there's a huge community of people, and especially of black and brown people that are into rock music. Um, it's just we need even more representation to showcase to them. Like, no, these communities are not just building, but they're 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 creating their own resources. They're doing it unapologetically, and that's what King Youngblood does. Yeah, and I think it's cool with with you specifically. I feel like you're a good mix of hip hop and rock, and I I connect a lot with that with Thank you. you, man. Um, I think it's taken me a a longer time to get more involved in the band scene in Seattle, but yeah. I've come to almost appreciate it. This is a hot take a little bit. No, I, I love I it. I feel like I almost appreciate it more than the hip hop scene in Seattle sure. when it comes mm. to the community that's been built mm. and people like being like, Oh, I can't make this show. Can you open up instead? Or mm. you know, like yeah. like um being in each other's bands and all that. Yeah. I really that really inspires me when it comes to building community. It's really interesting that you say that though, because I think so much of at least what we try to do, and we definitely tried to do this with the album, like on mm-hmm. New Tomorrow, like we're doing chops and 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 a lot of, you know, almost like a hundred gex kind of style yeah. vocal take on like the bridge of that song. Um we've got stuff on the the new album, like we've got a track featuring Nathan Zonga. Um, but it's, it's very interesting to, to hear that take because for us, we've learned so much from hip hop mm-hmm. and especially in, in, in being unapologetic and, and throwing shows that aren't just shows, but experiences. And then also translating those things of those lessons that we learned into the music itself. Yeah. And so for, for me, it's like, that's, that's a take I've heard actually pretty commonly Yeah. of there's a lot of comparisons between the hip hop scene and the rock scene. But at its core, that's actually the same community. Yeah. At its core, it's people that aren't even really locking into genres. Right. But people locking into energies. Because, you know, just in the same way of like we could play a show with uh, Django mm-hmm. and 
Django's doing entirely different music, and we're doing entirely different music, but I guarantee you there's yeah. going to be a circle pit at that fucking show. His energy is a rock so, star. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like it's, it's vice versa, where yeah. it, it all feeds itself and feeds each other. Um, and I think that it's 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 also a real testament to the people that are are being really authentic with it. Yeah. It's people, when you're authentic with it, when you're authentic with that energy, people lock in. It doesn't, or, you know. <laughs> Mama me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, walk it in. When you, when, you, when you lock into that energy, um, especially, like, you see it in the yeah. people that come to your shows. You see it when you see people that are like, hey, bro, I saw you at the Rocky concert, and now you're here. Yeah. Like, hey, I saw you at... Um, you know, like a, a folk concert where it was somebody that was still going in. Yeah, that energy is all that matters. And and when you when you put that into practice, you gain so much as an artist because you gain so many more tools to pick from, and also you build your community bigger too. Yeah, like I uh, so I went to New York mm -hmm. on tour. Actually, I was filming um my my guy T Joe Dombrowski's um comedy sets. Shout out Joe at, at Caroline's super filthy comic and his comic he's he's a gay teacher and he focuses on i'm already um, in he's, he's I'm in. he focuses on he uses comedy to help um talk about school and like the uh, the educational gaps and all these things that are happening in school yeah and uses comedy to shine a light on that nice and just seeing him on stage even though he's talking about teacher stuff i'm like this is a fucking rock star <laughs> yeah like, dude he just sold out caroline's four nights in a row it's because it's you an know energy what I mean? man. like the and that's what i'm really into that like you're right yeah I, I try to say i'm not an energy guy but i don't know maybe you're right I, I, look I, I, I just got I'll, fucking I'll, tiger eye things see, the other day see, too so i'm like maybe was, maybe was, i'm becoming this i was i was just talking to i was on a date and i was talking about this of, of course, like, of I, I shut up, man. Um, what, what, uh, I, I'm not doing this issue <laughs> right now. Um, I think that there is this, this might be a hot take, <laughs> yes. this might be your sound bite for today. Um, I think it's a red flag when people say like low or high vibration. Oh, that's a red flag to me. <laughs> if you're talking about energy, I, I fuck with that because yeah. that means it's like you've you you didn't feel the need to overcomplicate this, <laughs> but when you're like. Yeah, you know, man, it's just I can't really lock in. You're on a low vibrational <laughs> frequency. I'm just like, whoa, you got a like meter on you or something? I was like, <laughs> <measuring laughs> <this, like, laughs> barometer? What's your like? 45 vibrations per second. You know what I mean? Oh, How many kilohertz like, are we talking? What do I? What's what's, what's the doctoral? I reference? can change. I can change. <laughs> I can shake harder. But um, but yeah, no. So if you say energy, I, I get what you mean. Yeah, there we go. Because it's 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 a little vague, but. It's still there's an authenticity behind it. Yeah, I don't know, man. That that's just me. <laughs> I respect all people, but you know, keep your vibrations high. I guess. Hell yeah! Shout what, out, Alex. Do you believe in energy? I actually don't know really anything much about the energies and whatnot. I love it. It's not even. <laughs> it's not even spiritual yeah. like that. It's not, it's He's not, like, no. listen, I respect. Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know a thing about it. <laughs> so uh, continue the story about um. The released release shows. I'm taking it away from Cameron, and now it's on you oh, yeah. to talk oh, boy, about boy. the release shows. What about the release shows in particular? So you had yeah. three, two. You started out Certainly. at where did you say you started out? Spanish well, ballroom. Coma release show at Spanish ballroom. Yeah. Actual one at the Crocodile. Crocodile, and then this one on the 27th. We're treating essentially like album release show part two okay because a lot of folks couldn't get into that show. They got punched yeah. at the door because yeah. it sold out. Oh. but at this one, we're like, listen, if you didn't make it. 
Now you can. And is this an all ages or 21 and up? See, ain't that ain't that the question now? <laughs> it's 21 yeah. and up. It's at the Central mm-hmm. Saloon. It's on uh, actually this Friday, May 27th. And it's with Jay Graves, Jaden Grayson, and Future Shock. Well, I haven't had a chance to see live since like mm-hmm. 2017 maybe. I don't even know who that is. Who's Future yeah, Shock? Then you're going to have to come and find out who Future Shock is. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I ain't giving you those damn spoilers. That's why we're doing the damn show. Yeah, you've been having some crazy. Like you had uh, Aaron Jones. Yeah, oh, or is A-ron. it Aaron or Aaron? Aaron. 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 He's black. Aaron. Aaron, like the substitute teacher. He really. <laughs> Blocking. Why do I know exactly what you're talking about, bro? Chet. Chet. Alex. Alex. Cameron. Cameron. Yeah, he even got. He was. That was off the jump too with that one. But yeah, Aaron. Aaron played the album release show with us at the Crocodile and. I've known Aaron for a long time, and he's been a very powerful mentor for me. So seeing, shout out Aaron, um, seeing his also his, quickly break down who he is for people who don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. Aaron Jones is a black rock artist, born and raised in the CD. Mm. Um, he recently made it big and got signed to Big Machine Records after years of of doing the grind of of working it out and being committed to that and. He's now charting, like he's hitting the tops of rock charts. He's didn't he recently open for the Stones? Yeah, he yeah, did, yeah. He over did. in uh, mm-hmm. Detroit, I think. Joe Rogan's talked about him on the pod. Yeah. You're, mm-hmm. you're. I'm gonna let you have that. I thought, leave. You, I thought you were asking us about him. <laughs> yeah. you should be telling us. Yeah. <laughs> but, I didn't even um, know that. But no, Aaron, Aaron has been, um, for lack of a better word, like living proof that yeah. this is possible, and it's possible doing it while still holding on to your authenticity. It's a big role model. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And he's a he's a rock star kind of. Fuck yeah, he's oh, a rock yeah. star. You, you, I bar- I kind of haven't seen Aaron Jones. You better get your shit. I've never together. seen him live. Or... <laughs> no, he's you know more at... about Joe Rogan than Aaron. Right? <laughs> 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 oh, I actually put it down. There was because <clears throat> I thought it was super cool that he talked about him. So I actually put like a time marker on the specific episode. Oh yeah. Wait, let me actually pull this up. This is okay. incredible research. Yeah. Are you watching <laughs> Joe Rogan like that? Um. Not as of lately. That was real lower cat. It was real lower case. Oh, Aaron Jones. It's episode 1563 at 169 minutes and Mm. six seconds. Beautiful. He talks about Aaron Jones. But yeah, Aaron is is incredibly good people, and he's been very instrumental in, in reminding us of the journey and reminding us of like, hey, consistency, consistency, because when you believe it and you're authentic about it, it's not a matter if, it's a matter of when. Yeah. So, shout out Aaron. I love you. Do you guys believe in like age at all, though? I feel like, I think I've said this the other day also. I have a weird thing where I've been lately feeling like I don't have the time to like mess around and fuck up. Of course, of course you fuck up along the way no matter what. But like, I'm, I'm so like paranoid about like making a wrong decision that like, which isn't everyone's cover. Like I'm, I have, I'm just. I, this which isn't everyone's. I'm just yeah. super zoned in on what I'm doing. That I do realize at times, I um, put relationships or friendships on hold to do what I'm doing. And this is just me personally. Mm, and with that, I believe, for me at least, I believe that time is a real 
thing in a real time marker for success. But that isn't everyone's perspective. So I would I wonder what your guys' perspective is. Do you use age as a time marker yeah. or believe in age as a time marker? I don't know about age as a time marker, but I think time you put into yeah. something, definitely. Mm. I definitely like felt this kind of crisis before I turned 20. I was like, I want to have more stuff out when I was 19 before I actually turned 20. Because there's something about telling people like, Oh, I'm here and I'm doing this, but I'm only 19. Right. And they're like, what? You're yeah. only 19? And then I feel like there's a huge difference between 19 and 20 in that way. Yeah. Yes. Where you tell somebody, oh, I'm 20. And they're like, oh, okay. You have one year. Until you're like actually legally supposed to be here. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's just not as impressive. And so for me, I like the the two weeks leading up before my actual birthday, I was just in the studio like every day writing songs because I wanted to be like, I wanted to put out some of my own like personal projects and just have it out there so and have it finished so I could just be like, look what I did when I was 19. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Because, I don't know, just, just for my own self, I feel like it's not as satisfying for me to tell people that I did something when I was 20 than 19, you know? Yeah. yeah. I it's just for myself that. too, my own sense of pride. <laughs> no, I understand that. I was in the... That's why I connected with you yeah. at the uh, Freak Out Fest. I felt like we connected on that on totally. the age yeah, thing. Yeah. I, sure. think, I think for me when it comes to time is it's it's more of because I ain't on I ain't on no ageism shit. I think that's right. fucking you could be 80 years old and if you got it, you got it. Right. Yeah. Um, I think that what you were talking about, especially with. You know, when you're in your bag, that's the focus of mm -hmm. like, hey, I got to do this. I got to take care of this. And that might mean like I have to pause on certain other elements of my life. I think that's a true statement for anybody that's really hungry about it. Mm. When you're looking at this and you're recognizing that this is your purpose with it, it's much more than just this is something I do. It's this is something I am like, I don't know. I talk about this all the time of like my identity as an artist carries the same weight for me as my blackness, my Jewishness or my mixedness of like, this is not something that I do. This is something that I am. And I think when you, really lock into that and you're really trying to go after it you end up surrounding yourself with people that you are friends that are also doing that mm -hmm. like i was talking last night with a, a friend of mine who's you know he manages a couple of different artists and and things like that and we were just like literally talking shop but it was a moment of realizing oh i'm talking to a peer like this is somebody that's as hungry and, and going for it as hard in in their lane in their field as i am with with mine right and I think that, um, you know, obviously you have to make sure you pace yourself and, and drink your water and get your sleep and you're getting up early. So you're doing something. <laughs> um, but part of that is also making sure you're being sustainable and, and keeping those relationships that you need to keep in order to be stable as well. Right. So I think that, you know, as, as you go forward and, and you really, really go after it, that ends up being the case. And that's nobody's fault. And it's not even a bad thing. Mm -hmm. It's simply a, um, a symptom of what happens when you really, really go after it like that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What do you think, bro? So in terms of time, I'm like 25 right now, as I said. And I totally resonate with what you guys said and wanting to put out as much as you can. And that's literally what I did before I even joined King Youngblood. You know, yeah. I was working day in, day out as like a janitor and like, job hopping hopping and whatnot and just you know also trying to work on my side music stuff but i learned at least you know as you get more seasoned in life um you know you really you really can't put like a timeline or you can't compare your timeline with someone else's timeline yeah yeah because you know i mean you're doing the best that you can and life is unfolding at 
you know, the way it's supposed to in your life. Um, all you can do is just really do what you can control yeah. and mm -hmm. allow, you know, depends, like the effort is totally dependent on you, but I mean the outcome, um, you really can't control that. So yeah. you really just gotta yeah. do what you can, you know? Keep it moving. And nobody moving. knows how old you are until you tell them either. Yeah. I mean, you they can guess, but yeah. you know, people think I'm 23 all the time. People think I'm Corbin Blue all the time, so Dude, I'm stuck in the I got that all the <laughs> Dude, time. Dude, we're literally Corbin Blue clones Bro, right shot, there. We're, 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 we're doing a fusion dance after this. We're just going to be the same guy. Um, but yeah, and, and also to just bring it back for a second, it's like Aaron is an example of that. Hmm. Of, you know, he's been grinding for over decades. Over like two decades. Yeah. And it's like, and now he's seeing the fruit of his labor. Now he's getting where he really, really yeah. wants to be and who he's destined to be. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, there's, there's, there's so many chances to compare your journey with somebody else's. But if you're comparing that in a way of asking, why haven't I gotten there yet? Man, it's way more complicated than that. Yeah. Yeah. There are so many variables. So do what you can. And you should, that's... Be, the, you should be comparing your level of effort with other people, if anything. I'll not fuck not with that. time. Yeah. yeah. Well, I unfortunately have another guest outside, so I have one more question for Shoot you away. guys. Um, how, when do you know when you like feel proud? You know, like when someone compliments me on the podcast, that doesn't really make me proud. I'm just like, that's what I'm doing. So, sure. <laughs> what what are times that make you feel proud? Is it re is releasing this new project big thing the thing that makes you proud, or is it the success that comes with big thing that makes you proud? Like what? What aspects of something makes you actually proud and feel I like I want to go last with this question. Okay. I'll I got, go first. I got to I got to I got to <laughs> process this a little bit. I think what makes me there's a I'll lot of different right things. Just, you can but definitely I will. <laughs> there's a lot of different things that like I get pride from and definitely one of them is playing a show and getting off stage and having all those people come up to you and be like, "Damn, you fucking killed it up there." And yeah. I'm like, and I've never seen a chill yeah, on a rock. Exactly, bro. And it's like clearly you made them have a good time. And so that's something that you should be proud of, obviously. But mm. another thing that I really get proud of is just, you know, getting to write music and hearing it come to fruition. And that writing retreat, was, I'm really proud of those songs. I mean, yeah, man, so. me too, man. Yeah. What but about you, think? Oh, man, for me, it's like, <sighs> I feel most proud when, you know, I accomplish sort of like bucket list goals. I mean, like as Chet said, yeah. like whenever he releases a song, I feel so proud. I mean... I don't even have like giant bucket list goals. I mean, I mentioned the camera before, like when we played, when it was my first show with you guys at Barboza, yeah. and like my biggest bucket list goal was to start a mosh pit. Yeah. And like, like at that moment I felt, okay, and I felt proud. And now look at us, every show. <laughs> I like, never before have I started a mosh pit in my life. I'm like, this is awesome. You know, you it's really- You could probably crowd surf at the Nook in November if you wanted to. Honestly, oh, man, no rules. I'll, I'll let someone else hop on the kit for like a song. <laughs> exactly. Or, for last song, but- um. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, it's really just accomplishing the small things that really mean, you know, that really go deep in your heart. So. Yeah, totally. I think for me, um, a big thing that has made me feel proud has been big thank. Yeah. And, um, and kind of all the different things that have come since it. Like, it's opened so many doors. We're getting our first KEXP feature. Um, we're, we're, I've been getting, you know, texts and calls from people that I might have not talked to in, in years. For real. Being like, hey, like, you know. I really fuck with your shit, bro. Like, and that, <laughs> yeah. but ev even further than that of just, like, people being like, I am, like, I feel seen from your music. 
Oh, damn. And like that, that is always something that brings me pride because it's, it's a powerful. That was your goal, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a powerful reminder of just like this, this shit is way bigger than just us. It's way yeah. bigger than just the songs that we write. And um, I'm always going to be proud of the accomplishments and, and the people that, that show us love and gratitude back. But I think even bigger than that, the thing I'm the most proud of is, is the experiences that come from making something like an album, from making Big Think. Of, totally. Of just, God, the hours I got to spend with you guys in the studio and, and us, you know, putting our heads together and figuring it out. It's, it's, it's all of those elements of, of the, the, the things that happen behind the scenes that really, really give me pride because that's, you yeah. know, th those are things that pe most people never get a chance to have. And because of King Youngblood, because of this band, and and specifically because of Big Thank, you know, this album has has given at least me the opportunity to feel pride in in, in so many powerful ways. So Hell you yeah. missed us, man. We had a beautiful <laughs> universe. It was like some real community. Uh, R.I.P. And the camera wasn't even on yet. <laughs> oh, wait. Got him. Let's do it all again. Okay. It's okay. Yeah. We'll we'll put like a uh, something. We'll do a funny animation or we something. We can run it back if you need us to run it back. Well, it seems like this the energy in here is <laughs> so no, 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 no. It was a good practice. Right? Okay. I have a question um, for you, Blake. Okay. So yeah, ask me. They just removed the last payphone in New York a week ago. All right. Did you happen to see it while you were there? No, I didn't. Uh, I saw bad. some wild stuff in New York, though, man. You're gonna have to tell me about this pigeon fighting around. Yeah, you are. Yeah. I was about to say. Yeah, yeah. That, that's not something you, <laughs> you just got on camera drop. or what? Right? You got <laughs> I it? wish. Uh, oh my! Yeah, New York is just a total different beast. I feel very inspired. Like I said, just coming back to Seattle and there's, I don't know. I I I feel like if I wasn't born in Seattle, I would have been born in New York. Like that's how mm, mm. Ex like just happy I was to be there. Damn. This yeah. this is your first podcast back, right? Yeah. Yeah. First first podcast back. I was wondering why you care. You walking a little different. <laughs> yeah. Man. He's a little more direct, bro. Yeah. He said, hey, yo, son. I was like, hey, son. Hello, Blake. <laughs> Bing bong. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Um, but yeah, no, I, we don't we don't have to run it back. Um I, Did you I, actually cut the cameras and everything? No, you know, it was just on these two the entire time. Oh, fuck oh. Um <laughs> But yeah, Cameron, I'm uh, I, f I feel like we only met a few times, but our mm -hmm. energy, man, it's soul bonded. I mean, and that's what I... happens when you're Corbin Blue. Yeah. Corbin Blues find other <laughs> Corbin Blues. I swear to God, if somebody ever says, you know who you remind me of? Corbin Blue, to me, I'm, I'm putting the world on blast right now. Oh my God. Don't fucking do that shit. I, I swear to God, if I get compared to Claudio Sanchez from, uh, if I get compared to Sideshow Bob, mm. uh, and Corbin Blue is the, the Sideshow Bob. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> what like, the fuck? That's disrespectful. Who has said that to you? You know, bro? and it's it's happened way more times than you thought. If you do that that's shit ridiculous. at it's any over. of our shows, I swear on my life, we're gonna start a wall of death, and I'm gonna make you stand in the middle while the two sides clap in oh. on you. That is a promise. Like oh. fuck this one guy up yeah. right now. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I uh, I mean, it's just racist. There's no way around. No, no, it really is racist statement. It's like what? You're black. Yeah, it was curly hair. Or oh my god, or like if you have if you have braids, you must be a rapper or some shit. I hate that shit. I think the thing that I find really funny is when I put my do rag in, people do not recognize me. I'm full incognito. Like I've walked in whole spaces with people I've been friends with for years. Like, or like, this guy? no, that has like, like they're like, oh, Cor Cameron, <laughs> oh, Cor Corbin, Corbin? <laughs> <Is that you? laughs> 
um but yeah no don't 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 say black people look like other black people just don't do it yeah that's like if i said alex don't, Let's cut don't, it. Don't, no, no, no. This is my brother right now. Oh, so Lord. Um, but yeah, guys, uh, I think you guys are great. Uh, I, I hope that we can continue to become closer after this course, podcast. Yeah, no, was, um, you should dude, come with us in New York again, man. Dude, I would love to. I'm at, I'm at your dad's house all the time. <laughs> For real, bro. It's my house too. I still I'm, live there. I'm, I'm at Breaking House, house of Breaking. I'm not, I haven't been to your actual house, to be Oh, honest. the theater. I've yeah, been to yeah. House of Breaking Glass a lot. <clears throat> um. And I really like what you guys are doing. You guys inspire me. Um, and uh, we're, me and you have a lot of the same friends, too. And yeah. they say nothing but it's good things about you. when you and I see each other. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, guys, I'm, I loved the project. Thank you. I was singing it all the way here. All right. Good. I think Cried in the Cadillac. Cried, is it Cried in the Cadillac? Cried in my Cadillac. In my Cadillacs. That's my, I think that's my favorite one. Thank but you. But I also really like Too Late, Too Soon. That's been out for a while, and it's still like that a total a bob. Thank you, man. You yeah, that, that's our, our most popular song, and mm-hmm. you know, wrote it um, in the pandemic with my godbrother, John Corn. Shout out, John. Um, but um, you know, it was very interesting because- the pandemic created this environment. I talk about this a lot at different mm-hmm. shows and things like that when people ask me about the song, but Too Late Too Soon would not have been born from the pandemic, but it's not a pandemic song. Um, what the pandemic did is created the environment for a lot of people for the first time. They didn't have the distractions of work, of school, of seeing friends or anything like that, especially in you know, those first days of quarantine. Yeah. It was the first time a lot of people had to sit down and look at themselves in the mirror and ask some very difficult questions being, am I putting my money where my mouth is? Am I doing enough? Am I, am I, is, are my actions reflecting the things that I really believe? Is blackface okay? <laughs> things like this, society, we have to think about this. You're just so spicy. Deeply. <laughs> um, uh, but no, like real talk. Yeah. It, was, it, it, it was an environment where people for the first time were asking Am I good enough? Yeah. And that song is simply not even trying to answer those questions, but be comfortable in the uncertainty within it. Um, and I think that's why it's resonated with so many people is just it's I think that's something that everybody is has experienced in one way or another, even before the pandemic and and, and while we're still in this transition with it. But um also that's, that cello part beautiful pure, pure money. Uh, mm, so fun to play. That's a, I like that now transition in the pandemic. That's yeah. I like that word. I haven't I haven't decided what to call what we are nah, in right we're now. we're still we're it's still, a transition. We're still it definitely is. in it. Like wear your mask. It shows. Yeah. Um. But also like because this is the climate that everybody has to navigate. Like we all have to navigate it. So do it safely. Yeah. You know, go mm-hmm. if you're gonna if you're gonna go to a show, wear a mask, but also have a fucking blast, man. Like yeah. we earned being able to come back here. Yeah, I feel like people are just starting to relax a little bit more. You yeah. Know? And. I think we're getting to the tail end of like all the repercussions from COVID, but now we got to worry about monkeypox, right? Exactly. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm who even, knows what's I'm, coming up I'm, next. I'm, I'm even know? thinking about just like there are so many immunocompromised <clears throat> people where it's like the pandemic is still very real for them. Yeah. Oh, and it's my like, family, honestly. Yeah, yeah you know, fuck. it's like my, fo- my folks are older. My my mom. Has it's like, yeah. you know, it's a thing of just you got to be mindful and like, hey, like it's got to be safe for everybody. And also being inclusive means you have to put that effort in there too. Yeah. So, you know, go to shows, but be safe about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a new type of culture. Not even go to shows, but be safe about it. Go to shows and, and be, be safe, safe about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're not mutually exclusive. And uh, where can everyone uh, 
find you guys and where can they find this new album as well? Everywhere. Big thank out everywhere. Go listen to it. Tell us what you think. Tell us your favorite song, your least favorite song, what stuff worked and what didn't because we're already working on the next one. We Mm. are. We're... We got a lot of songs on the way too, so, mm-hmm. and uh, you can go on our Instagram or yeah at King Youngblood yeah. Music, um, Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere you like to listen to tunes. Basically, hell yeah, we got a lot of shows coming up too. If you live in California, hit hit us up in August, bro. We're coming right down to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got some shows in Oregon too on the way down there, and mm-hmm. we have a lot of local shows before then. So yeah, you have a lot of opportunities to catch us. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Well, this has been the NAS podcast with. King Young Blood. Hell yeah. Yeah. And we did it.